Hi, welcome to Hollywood Crime Scene. This is Rachel Fisher. Hi, it's Desi Jedekin. Oh, really? The chipper one. <laughs> She's ready to go today. I have like a lot of stories to get to. Okay. So it's like, a, it's a real grab bag, uh, Rachel. I'm, I'm on the edge of my seat. Okay. So the first uh, story we're going to get to, and it's something we discussed, I think it was actually a listener question a few weeks ago, and that was about what we thought about um, Leslie Van Houten's parole and if the Manson girls who were still in prison should get out on parole. Right, right. Leslie Van Houten was recently, um, I guess, approved for parole, mm-hmm. but I can't remember if it was yesterday or the day before. Gavin Newsom basically was like, nah. Like he, I guess once you get sort of approved for parole, then the governor still has to sign off on it. Oh, and he said no. <clears throat> yeah, he said no. And this is the third time uh, that she has been approved for parole and denied parole by the governor. I guess Jerry Brown did it the last two times. You don't want to be the governor who signs off on that, probably, right? Like, Well, look, uh, Ronald Reagan let Spade Cooley out. Her lawyer said, nobody wants to put their name on her release, but when they're speaking honestly or off the record, everyone wants her to go home. He said, no governor is ever going to let her out. They are bound by law to enforce the law independently. They have to do it whether or not it's popular with public, and the law is that she should be released. I think we kind of touched on this the last time where it's like, I get it. And I, I can see if you're a victim of this person's crimes that you would not want her out. Right. But at the same time, I do feel like, well, why do we have parole? Like, what is it for? Is it not for certain people? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, if it's based on them being a model prisoner or safe to release, like, what is parole for? I think that would be my question. Right. Like, is it for only certain people, like, not murderers <laughs> or or what? Like, right. I, I don't know. It's like, it's definitely a deeper question than just Leslie Van Houten for sure. Yeah. And like I said before, when we talked about this a few episodes back, it's not really my case that I have any opinion on one way or the other necessarily. Right. Um, so yeah. Um, I think I'm a bit swayed because she's such good friends with John Waters, but I it mean, does kind of sway me because he thinks she should be released. I mean, I have to admit to my petty uh, reasonings why. I, I get it. I yeah. totally get it. So Another kind of interesting story uh, (laughs) that happened this week was the deputy who was sort of the person on on at the school, the Marjorie Stoneham school shooting, Mm -hmm. the sort of security guard with a gun, who uh, the good guy with the the good guy with a gun who was on the school campus the day of that horrible shooting was charged. I guess for staying outside, he basically did not go inside and help those kids, even though he was an armed person there he, to that do was, exactly what people always say, like the good guy with the gun, like you just said. Not he wasn't even just a random citizen who happened to be there with no. a gun. He that was his job was to protect those. And kids. And they have him on surveillance tape, basically not entering the school when this is happening. Uh, it's pretty outrageous. It's kind of outrageous. The funny aspect i mean funny isn't not the right word probably the interesting thing is that his name is scott peterson (laughs) right and that's really what we're going to focus on in the story not so much the ethics of his crime we're going to talk about i mean how (laughs) what are the chances that this guy's name is also scott peterson he left the other he left the second t off he has a t off but it's still the same name i'm sorry (laughs) like when you hear scott with one t and scott with two it sounds the same rachel But also, Scott Peterson, that's a pretty weird coincidence. I think it's a weird coincidence. And then you also have to bring into this conversation Drew Peterson, who also killed his wife. I just feel like ladies, 
<laughs> if his last name <laughs> is Peterson. I'm not saying don't date someone with the last name Peterson. I would just investigate a little bit further. <laughs> Look for some red flags, maybe. Like, Peterson seems like a very unsafe last name in my book at this point. Yeah. Two, and if it's Scott, just don't even, just run. <laughs> Just run. Uh, so, yeah, I thought that was kind of like a weird That is a weird story, yeah. Um, when I actually researched, when I was looking up the story about the security guard, I entered his name. I didn't know it was two. I didn't know it was one T. So it was all Scott Peterson. I was like, how is this not like popping up? Because it just happened right. like yesterday. Uh, and then I realized it was this, the one T. I'm surprised when you search with Scott S-C-O-T, it wasn't like, did you mean Scott with two <laughs> yeah. T's, Peterson? Um, the other interesting thing was one of the stories that popped up when I did see the Scott Peterson one was a story and the headline was Scott Peterson golfer gone bad. And I was like, is that really ha- the best way to sell him? <laughs> like he's not a golfer who like wore his cleats or whatever they're called, like on Inside. the green or something yeah. like it was a like, golfer gone bad. I was like, really? Is that the best way we, we would describe Scott Peterson? Like, right. It was sort of a weird description. No one knows him as a golfer. Yeah, it was bizarre. I have a question for our listeners. If you want to write in, if you or someone you know has the name the same name as an infamous person. Oh yeah. Please that's a good write question. us in. I would we'll, love to know that. Uh, talk about that next week. Yes. That's a great uh, Facebook question too. Okay. So I actually feel like it's sad we didn't have this mini sewed episode back when this story was initially breaking because I think we would have had a field day with it. And mm. that is the story of the Fire Festival. Oh, of course. So there's a little bit of news that happened um, with that today. Ja Rule went on um, The Breakfast Club, which is a radio show in New yeah. York City. Uh, it's it's uh, hosted, I guess, by Irv Gotti. Um, he is basically still defending the fire festival. Oh, he's Rachel. Yeah, he 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 is not backing down from this. <laughs> he says he said on this show, let's not like act like every fucking body wasn't coming to fire festival. It was fucking done wrong. It was organized bad. The idea of it was dope. The marketing was dope. Everything was done very right on that end. The execution was extremely bad, man. I mean, <laughs> I mean, look- that is literally an understatement. Because that's all that matters. Right, is the execution. It doesn't matter what you promised people. Look, I I could hypothetically say, yeah, hey, guys, come to my festival. We're going to have, you know, fucking Jesus Christ is going to be there. It's going to be amazing. And then they're going to show up and Jesus Christ isn't there. They might be disappointed. Right. So he is basically still defending the whole idea of it and just basically saying uh, whatever he was lied to, da-da-da-da-da. I just can't stand when people don't take credit. Like, I would be humiliated if I did this to people. And I will say, the picture of the... um, American cheese slice on the white bread in a with styrofoam no, box with like a lettuce on it, maybe. And there was like no mayo or mustard on it either. Like that picture will haunt me for Forever. the rest of my days. Like thinking about that, if you haven't seen the documentaries on Fire Festival, they're on Hulu and Netflix still. You should definitely watch them because it's quite an amazing story. Like, yeah. Um, I'm going to do one more little sort of funny story, and then I have some uh, trial updates that are more serious. This one came to me last minute, so I just added it to the mix because it has uh, an element to it that I love, and that's things sliding out of holes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, brother. (laughs) June 3rd, a Florida woman was arrested. So what happened was 
Police officers were called to Vero Beach, Florida residency, obviously. Um, they're speaking to this woman um, who was involved in some kind of verbal disturbance. And while they're talking to her, they observe white powder on her right nostril. I've been there. Uh, <laughs> oh, she's in the car when they're talking to her. At that point, they ask her to leave the car. So she steps out of the taxi cab that she was in, and a feminine product falls from her shorts. <laughs> Sorry. They won't say what the feminine product is, but it's quite obviously a tampon. Well... Like, why won't they just say it? Well, what if it was a pad? Well, I'll tell you, Rachel, how I know this. <laughs> because after that fell out, a clear bag with a white substance fell out that was being plugged up <laughs> by the tampon. How loose is your pussy that a tampon is falling out like that, all willy-nilly? So this falls out, and then the bag of white substance falls out, and she immediately says, it's not mine. I'm supposed to give it to someone. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I know, sorry. I don't even care about the crime anymore. I'm just thinking about the logistics of a tampon <clears throat> falling out. Unless you have like a really heavy flow that day and it just like well, slides out. Well, I don't know that out. she was, yeah, she wasn't on her period. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Is like so there she didn't even have that lubrication. I'm saying there should have been some grip. Right, because it, it's dry. You're yeah. sticking it up there. It should have had some grip. You're right. Well, well, you're not right because you're wrong. It did fall out. <laughs> It fell out, followed by a bag, which was Molly. Was she like, it was a light flow day tampon. <laughs> that is literally was one of my fears in uh, junior high that, uh, oh, I'll tell you what happened. I was walking in the lunchroom at school. So <laughs> <laughs> walking in the lunchroom at school and someone out of nowhere said to me, your pad fell out <gasps> of your shorts. And I happened to be on my period. Oh, no. So I was mortified, but they were just randomly saying it to girls. Do you know Ugh. what I mean? Like my pad did not fall out of my shorts. Right. But I just walked in there like, hey, your pad fell out of your <laughs> shorts. But because I was on my period and, and using pads still, because I probably had just gotten my period or whatever. Yeah. I wasn't sticking tampons up there day one. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what? I was. You were? I And not only was I using tampons day one, I was using OB tampons day one. Really? That's it's, like fucking gangster. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you why. Because I got my period for the first time while I was on a vacation with my dad in Japan. Oh. I was in a foreign country the first time I got my period. My poor Damn. father had no idea why I was crying in the bathroom for like 20 minutes. And all I had with me, my stepmom, who must have been psychic, happened to pack in my suitcase a little thing of tampons. And it was oh. OB tampons. And I think she packed pads too, but I said, fuck it. I'm going to learn anyway. So I just stuck one of those up there. Wow. I remember it hurt. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you break your cherry? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was a dancer. I guess you're already <laughs> bleeding, so who knows? <laughs> You didn't break it riding a horse. <laughs> no, I was not a horse girl. And neither one of us were. I mean, that's quite obvious. I think it's you, pretty right? apparent. So, um, yeah, I thought that was a cute little story. I like it. I like it. <laughs> so uh, I said I have some trial updates, and I do. The first one is about the Nexium trial. Now, this trial is getting insane, and I definitely will be doing a follow-up episode, episode yeah. like completely about this trial because so much information is coming out. It's almost overwhelming to do. But one thing I saw today uh, was something about they had made sex tapes. Oh, So I started researching what particular information came out about that. And the thing that really triggered me when I saw the sex tapes, like they were like talking about what kind of things were in these sex tapes. And one of them was... Um, <laughs> 
magic wand torture. What? Have you ever seen that kind of porn? Wait, like magic, like hibachi? Like the hitachi? Hitachi. Hibachi. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they put their pussy on a grill. It's torture. I mean, that does sound horrible. Hibachi. Put your pussy on a hibachi grill. Uh, (laughs) Not a Benihana. Um, um, sorry. No, we don't want to disrespect. Uh, no, Hitachi Magic Wand, Rachel. Okay. Which is a massive vibrator yes. that I've actually used before, like full disclosure. And it is like. <laughs> that is a full disclosure. <laughs> well, I'll tell you because, first of all, I have a history. Because <laughs> when I was a child, my, my, <laughs> my mom had one. The story uh, is getting better. And I, <laughs> I put it on my shoulders. <laughs> I didn't know what it you was. You thought it was as directed. I like put it on my shoulders and was like, oh, and I was like, I, like I'll always remember that and look back and be like, I, my shoulders smelled like my mom's pussy probably. <laughs> so horrible. Anyway, so I learned at an early age what that was. Uh, and then I... I, I kept seeing things about it, and I was like, I should just fucking they're try like one a of these. Cult classic. First of all, they're expensive. I know. I got one. I have had other vibrators in my life. Full disclosure, uh, this one sounds like a fucking chainsaw, Rachel. It is loud, and I was like, how do you discreetly masturbate with other people in the house? It's like an ancient masturbating device. I will tell you, the first time I did use that to masturbate. It was like the first time I did acid where I was like, I am never not doing this 24 <laughs> seven because you, you come like very intensely, like very fast, like, which isn't always the best thing, but I was just like, holy fucking but shit. Everyone swears by them. Well, I think if you can't make yourself come like whatever with your hand, I can see why it helps people kind of learn how to, what that feels like right, or, or whatever. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, so now I keep saying hibachi. <laughs> so magic wand torture is a type of porn where the woman will be bound in some yeah. way and the guy is using it on her to the, cause it can be painful. I think like when I did it, I had right. to put a towel down first. Cause that's a, how intense it was. It's a very powerful vibration. Right. It's really intense that you can't put it directly. And it's a, this big bulbous thing. Yeah. Too. It looks like, yeah. So, the torture aspect of it is like you're not in control and someone's just leaving it there where you're just like, ah. Which like, done consensually, I'm sure, is can be right. very fun for people. Exactly. So that was part of the thing that I was like, holy shit, what is this about? So I looked into it a little bit more about the testimony that's been going on recently. And one of the new things that came out today was, or not today, but like in this past week, was that um, people now are claiming that these women like not only were they be kept as sex slaves, they lived in something that was almost like a sorority house that was located walking distance from Keith Rainier's home. Yeah. And, um, he, before he got arrested, he was planning to build a BDSM style dungeon in the home's basement that was committed to those women's growth. Like he was going to use this like BDSM torture to kind of grow them as people and da, 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 da. There's, Something that just makes me so angry is, you know, because I know we have, both of us have friends in the BDSM community or people who do that professionally, they're dominatrixes. There's nothing, I mean, it just makes me so angry thinking about these types of predatory men who use the language of BDSM 
but for a very and they they use BDSM in a sinister practice right. that is the antithesis of what BDSM Absolutely. really is about, which is consent, which is all about consent yeah. and trust. And when these predatory men manipulate these women into these practices that they're not consenting to under the guise of this is just like a sex BDSM thing when really they're being preyed upon and, yeah, and molested absolutely. essentially like, Oh my God, it makes me so angry. It's really irritating. It's so Even sick. the language I think in reporting it, they should be more careful separating the two uh, things. Right. There are plenty of adults who are in consensual BDSM relationships and it's perfectly healthy and fine. And then there are men like Keith Renier who are using the language maybe of that right. under the guise of this is this is all good and this is for your growth, but it's absolutely predatory and sick and twisted. Yeah. I mean, regardless of whether these women are going along with it verbally, they are under a spell They're in, being a, in a cult. They're, They're so right. it's, yeah. Uh, luckily, he was arrested and all of the stuff that was ordered just they literally had ordered the stuff to create this like a cage you know wrist binds and da 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 there was also something like that came out this week or this in this past week where they have him on tape basically saying um that a lot, you know, sure, 17 is the age of consent here, but in a lot of places, it's 12. No. So he really starts going down that line, too, about the age of consent also kind of being bullshit, like, to him. like Right, of course. So uh, this guy is really fucking sick, and I'm, yeah. I'm like, it's very interesting, because when I did that first story on Nexium, it had just broke, there was, like, not a lot of information. I mean, I put a lot of information yeah. together, but it's, like, just going over these trial uh, notes every day, I just feel like shit it's like even worse than i think yeah. anyone thought because that episode you did i mean there were some pretty horrific things in there oh absolutely and now we're getting even more details about stuff um yeah so i am definitely probably yeah. gonna do that once this trial is over because it's just so much crazy shit that's happening yeah and like people are turning on him finally Good. Uh, so yeah now the other trial and we've touched on this at least I think last week we did is the Hollywood Ripper uh, trial. Yeah. The one that Ashton Kutcher is sort of an, involved with. His girlfriend was a victim of this guy. Um, a friend of his testified this week, uh, basically kind of saying how horrible like this guy is. The interesting things he said to me is that he was, or that he said in his uh, testimony is that the guy's name is uh, Gargioli. Yeah. Uh, he said to this friend that he was obsessed with America's Most Wanted. He did a lot of research online about criminals and he told this guy if he ever committed a crime, he would get away with it. He uh, said to the guy that his plan going forward, like if he ever committed crimes and like if he was like caught what he would do is and this is a quote lie lie until you die like that's what his plan was like you lie you never don't admit it. ever admit it like and i think not to like give this guy props i do think in a way you will still get busted i think if the evidence is there obviously but a lot of people do confess this is a this is something related to me, Rachel. Oh. This, these are some stories uh, that I have been a part to in the past few weeks. We keep meaning to talk about them, but for whatever reason, it slips our mind when we're doing these episodes. And now I'm just going to get into the story about my feud with Vincent D'Onofrio. Oh, finally. <laughs> finally. We keep forgetting, and I'm going to give you guys the scoop about my fucking fight with Vincent D'Onofrio on Twitter. Can I give a little... A little background on Vincent D'Onofrio really quick. Sure. I mean, it's just like a personal. So Vincent D'Onofrio um, has like recently become more of like a presence on Twitter. Right. And I've really enjoyed his tweets. 
this isn't to diminish or belittle what you went through with him. <laughs> I'm just saying. This I'm was, literally not upset. This, no, this was like months ago. Like one time he tweeted, he was like, you know, trans rights are human rights. And so I retweeted it or he was like, fuck turfs. Like it was just this like very like, yeah, Vincent D'Onofrio. Like, yeah. woo, like trans rights. Yeah. And so like I retweeted it. And then he did this amazing thread about all these Girl Scout cookies he ate. And I really related to that. Oh, right. I remember that. So I was like very pro Vincent D'Onofrio's Twitter feed until this moment. I did not follow Vincent D'Onofrio, but I had seen some cute things from him also on Twitter. I had no beef with Vincent D'Onofrio. Like I think he tweeted something once where he was wearing a mini sombrero. Oh. Does that sound familiar? <laughs> no. <laughs> I was like, that's cute. Yeah. I think it kind of went viral because he just was, it was like a literally nonsense tweet where he just had this mini sombrero on. Right. Um, <laughs> Anyway, okay, so let me tell you this story. Okay, so I can't remember exactly how it initially started, but somebody posted on our Facebook group, Sonia, actually. Do you know Sonia? Yeah, uh-huh. of course. She posted something. Um, how, did, how, how does Desi and Vincent D'Onofrio know each other? Are, are they friends? Like, how do they know each other? <laughs> She's never mentioned this story on the show. You might have texted me. I did, right away. And you said, do you know Vincent D'Onofrio or, or whatever? <laughs> I still had no idea what was happening. Like, I was like, what is she talking about? Like, why on earth would she think that? Like, I was very confused. Um, I have my Twitter settings where I don't get notifications if the person doesn't follow me. And that has literally saved my life. I recommend it to everybody because those people are usually just causing trouble with you if they don't follow you. So I, at some point, I get a notification to me and Vincent D'Onofrio from someone who follows me. So I see it and I'm like, what, what? And then I click on that and I see that Vincent D'Onofrio had responded to a tweet of mine about abortion and I didn't see it because I don't see those notifications. And then when someone responded to both of us, I finally saw it. So then I was like, oh, this is what Sonia is talking about. (laughs) So I had tweeted something about abortion that was definitely on the edge. It was an off color tweet. It was pushing it. I admit. It was pro-abortion. Yeah, it I was mean, it, just. It was. Very, I was very vulgar. About look, it, it was. Look, did, it was a vulgar tweet from Desi. You know me. Uh, <laughs> so Vincent D'Onofrio really laid into me. Uh, he's like Desi. So I mean, maybe that's why Sonia thought it because he 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 like he talked to me as if he knew me. He's like Desi. You know I support you. <laughs> he literally I'm said like, that. He's like I support you. I just feel like you've pushed it too far. <laughs> Not here. Not now. So I was just like, my heart was racing. Because <laughs> you were here. I, was I here? Was you were here. Oh, yeah. I had just arrived at Rachel's. <laughs> we were working. And I was like, I was like, you know, amped up at that point. Because I was like, what the hell? Like, because I felt like all this stuff was going on and I didn't even know. So I quote tweet his response to me with, scold me, daddy. <laughs> got very upset he, he did with not me. think that was funny he called me vile and told me i was blocked and he blocked me <laughs> now <laughs> that even got my heart racing further because that was like an amazing moment and everyone was like chiming in like there was that one girl who was scolding you oh another another vincent d'onofrio fan came in and she was talking about like being a, in a bar in Long Island and that I was unclassy and right. da, 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 da. this is Twitter. Like that was the thing that amazed me to me. Like, I was like, what are you talking about? What Twitter are you guys on where it's civil discourse? <laughs> like I'm here for the fucking like donks. Like, <laughs> Twitter 
is not civil discourse. No. Like, what, what, are you, what Twitter are you on? I right, guess uh, you, when you follow 12 people, like right. maybe, and Vincent D'Onofrio and his fucking sombrero, <laughs> maybe Twitter is a peaceful place. I have no idea what this woman in Long Island was talking about. Do I, does it look like I care about being classy? Like, it's literally the stupidest thing you can say to me. So it was just like a whirlwind of a day for me. Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio blocked me. Now everyone says to me, Desi, not here, not now. That's like my new catchphrase with anything I tweet. It was like, not this time. It was like when Jack says to Rose in Titanic, he was like, not this place, not tonight. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It was was so dramatic. It was was very very dramatic. dramatic. And then I will just say, um, the reductress within hours had a very similar headline to my tweet because people what? sent that to me. Yes. I don't care. Cause I feel like there's a lot of ideas. I don't think my idea was so original, but it was just funny. Cause it's like, well, what about reductress <laughs> Vincent D'Onofrio go after reductress? Like, right. Whatever. Now I looked at the doc for today and you want to talk about some other blocks. Well, I thought this was a ripe time to talk yes. about some of my other blocks. Rachel's well aware of my other big celebrity. They're pretty blocks. famous. They're very famous. Yeah. Rachel. <laughs> Not here, not now. So uh, my first block that is sort of a celebrity was with Mike Huckabee. Uh, Do you remember this one? This is the best block of all time. (laughs) Okay, I don't even remember what his original tweet was, but it had something to do with corn, right? (laughs) (laughs) You know what? It must have. I'm sure it was one of his corny-ass fucking jokes. He was probably trying to be funny and punny, like the worst combination. (laughs) Uh, so I, I just sent him a picture of a woman with a cob of corn in her pussy. Yes. And I was immediately blocked within seconds. <laughs> now, the funny thing is I once tweeted about that tweet where I just said something like, oh, I was just thinking about the time I sent um, Mike Huckabee a picture of a woman with a corn, cob of corn in her pussy. And I had the at reply guy... Um, like comment of all time where he critiqued my use. He's like, it would be cleaner if you said corn cob rather Ugh. than cob of corn. But I keep keep doing what you're doing. Like, good, good job. job. Like, it's still pretty good. It's like, all right, Larry with 32 <clears throat> right. followers. <laughs> right. And he was he he doesn't follow me because I think you and I both attacked him that day. Yeah, we did attack him, and I think he blocked both of us. Yes. So, bye. You know also, what? that guy still follows me on Instagram, which I'm like, why would you follow me on Instagram rather than Twitter? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't get it. Like Here's the thing. Look, if you at reply me and Desi Clownery, yeah, we're probably gonna dunk on you when we both see it, especially when we I both think. see it. Right, right. So my other infamous block was with uh, game show host Chuck Woolery. <laughs> I have literally the loseriest blocks ever. Like Vincent D'Onofrio is my A list block. Yeah. Uh, so Vince uh, Chuck Woolery <laughs> tweeted some nonsense, and I just at replied him. Uh, have you ever had a woman come on your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> And he, he quote tweeted me and said, he quote tweeted it. Yeah. He, wait, I can't remember what he did. Cause I got a notification for it <laughs> <laughs> on my phone. Cause I screen grabbed it immediately. And he said, wow, aren't you a vile one? Vile is like, that word gets me excited. Yeah, I have to I say, love like, it. I, love I like, it. if you're going to say, oh, you're not classy, that does nothing for me. If you call me vile, I get fucking tingly. Like, it's I like, fucking love it. Like, like, people have definitely called our show vile before. Oh, yeah. I love it. Like, that is the perfect word to describe me. Like, right. you, you're fucking getting me off when you do that. Because <laughs> I'm like, that's at, then, then I'm like, I'm at my most Don Davenport right now. If you right. think I'm vile, I disgust you. I fucking love it. Like, <laughs> you kidding me? Like, I ruined your day. I ruined your fucking day with my vileness, you dumb bitch. Um, so Chuck Woolery, that was a very good block. Yeah. And then my final block 
I mean, I might be blocked by other people, but the ones I know about <laughs> is Airbud. I mean, this is the classic Desi block of all time. <laughs> I didn't even know I was blocked by Airbud. Why? I didn't even know Airbud had a fucking Twitter account. How I know about this is my former boss was making me put together a list of tweets. He's like, add this one to the to the list. I clicked on it. <laughs> And it was an Airbud tweet that I couldn't see because I was fucking blocked by Airbud. So I had to write my can boss. You, can you explain to people who might not know what Airbud is? Airbud is a dog that plays basketball. It's a movie from like the 90s. It's For like kids. a fucking golden retriever <laughs> who's like in a basketball jersey who dunks balls, right? Like, I never re- saw the movie. He's like a basketball player, golden retriever. He also plays soccer in one of them. Okay. He also plays football in one of them. Okay, and so he's all- like an all around. He's like the Bo Jackson of golden <laughs> retrievers. <laughs> I have no fucking idea. I never saw Air Bud. I have to, an adult, have to say to my boss, I can't see what this tweet is because I'm blocked by Air Bud. <laughs> Believe me, I was thrilled. You know I loved it. But it was definitely kind of humiliating because I was like, what the fuck? How is this possible? And then, of course, I tell Rachel about it. She searches my name with Air Bud. There are some tweets about that I would let Air Bud dunk on my pussy. But I didn't even tag Air Bud. Like, they must name search like a fucking loser. I mean, it was like an outrage, but it is one of my funniest blocks. Ever. Like, it is unsurpassed. Like, no one could be a funnier block than Air Bud. Like, it's impossible. No. There's no, there's no fucking topping that one. No. So that's my little Twitter block history with celebrities. And those are in quotes, believe me. So, I mean, yeah, that's my... <laughs> Beauty should be good for you, and that's why we're excited to tell you about Beauty Counter. Beauty Counter is a clean makeup and skincare brand that started in 2013, disrupting the beauty industry by shedding the light on the need for stronger ingredient regulations in the personal care products that we use daily. Today, Beauty Counter is the leading clean beauty brand creating innovative and high-performing products that are safer and cleaner than even their like-minded competitors. So what do we mean by clean? Over 1,800 questionable ingredients are never used in Beauty Counter's formulations. They call this their never list. You can learn more at beautycounter.com, where you're also going to want to check out their incredible products. Best of all, if you're a new customer and you order through March 15th, you'll get free shipping on your order of $100 or more when you use the code HOLLYWOOD. Once again, to get free shipping on your order of $100 or more, go to beautycounter.com and use the code HOLLYWOOD. As most of us have found out the hard way, getting into debt is easy, getting out of it is hard, especially if your credit score isn't great. Thankfully, now there's Upstart.com, the revolutionary lending platform that knows you're more than just your credit score and offers smarter interest rates to help you pay off high-interest credit card debt. I know firsthand that there's nothing more frustrating than trying to pay something down and your payments are pretty much just paying off the interest. Upstart goes beyond the traditional credit score when assessing your credit worthiness. Upstart believes you're more than just your credit score. They believe in you. The best part? Once the loan is approved and accepted, most people get their funds the very next business day. Over 400,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards or meet their financial goals. So free yourself from the burden of high-interest credit card debt by consolidating everything into one monthly payment with Upstart. See why Upstart is top-ranked in their category with a 4.9 out of 5 rating on Trustpilot and hurry to upstart.com slash Hollywood to find out how low your Upstart rate is. 
Checking your rate only takes a few minutes. That's upstart.com slash Hollywood. One other sort of uh, revisit is the Britney Spears saga. Now, she is going hog wild on Instagram lately, posting yoga pictures, um, dancing to, what is that girl, Billie Eilish song, like, through her apartment, and, like, going full on. Uh, she put, she posted a Lupita uh, Nyong'o quote about like celebrity, so it's sort of like almost too much, right? So people are suspicious that she's going overboard, looking a okay. Right now, the thing that I thought was interesting on her Twitter account, her most recent picture is just a picture of a lion, very close up, and Britney saying, "What's behind those eyes?" <laughs> Which is like very, if you're very online, you'll know the Melania tweet with the dolphin. It's basically a dolphin or a whale, like a, one of those whales. It's a dolphin. And it's saying, what is she thinking? Or something like that. Right. It's just so random. It's really random and people always retweet it. It's mm. kind of funny. So I'll just show Rachel the lion. And oh it's just like God. this lion. I mean, he does look kind of serious, but we all think she's, I hope she's okay. Yeah. Obviously. And we love, we're big Britney fans <clears throat> on this show. Okay, so we're going to talk about this one last sort of viral story from yesterday. (laughs) It's like, I'm starting to feel a little bit bad about it, but I know she's okay. The woman is fine, so we can sort of laugh at it because it was an insane video and very easy to forget that it was a 74-year-old woman (laughs) at the root of this story. Uh, Because when you're looking at it, it's... It's you feel bad for laughing, but you can't help it. You're crying. Uh, Rachel, Rachel can barely speak. This woman, basically a 74 year old woman had an injury while hiking up a really steep kind of mountainy hiking place. And she had to be rescued by helicopter. Now the video is (laughs) Rachel's going to lose it. The video is her being rescued. So she's put on like one of those stretchers attached by a rope to the bottom of the helicopter. She's lifted up. And she fucking starts spinning, like, faster than you've ever seen anything. The video is, like, almost three minutes long. And it's just And it gets faster and faster and faster. And you just can't help but think, what the fuck is going on? Is this normal? Like, is this what always happens? This can't be normal. And it is really... It's fucking funny. I'm sorry. Like, it is sad, and I'm glad she's okay. Here's the thing. She should get all of her medical services and the airlift fee because I'm sure that costs her money for right. free after well, that. And some, I saw some other EMT or rescue people saying that's they, fucking not normal. Like right. that should not have happened. No. She actually, I saw a quote from her. She's like, well, I felt really dizzy and nauseous. And I was like, <laughs> I bet you fucking did. It was like teacups at Disneyland times fucking a million. Like I've Dude. never seen anything spin that fast. One other stupid thing I want to talk about is for some reason I started Googling the Pioneer Woman and I found like people talking about some of her worst recipes. Oh, thank you, Desi. And I found one uh, that I thought had some funny, a funny comment. And this was a recipe that she had for peach barbecue chicken. And it has a tons of tons of thumbs downs from people over on the Food Network. Uh, and in the discussion board for Pioneer Women, people are really fucking mad about her mixing peach with chicken. Now, I have to say... I've had like peach barbecue sauce or yeah, that doesn't salsa. Seem it doesn't seem like the worst combination to me, but maybe her recipe is just too sweet. So this person wrote, this is so gross. She had a peach question mark, barbecue chicken or pork chop recipe that was literally inedible. It tasted like the meat was inside slightly used lollipops. Oh, uh, 
I just thought that was like such a good dis- description, like to be in lollipops. Like you can just picture how overly sweet it must have been. Like, right, right. Because you and I are like, you can have a fruit salsa that's like yeah. spicy and just a little hint of sweetness and it's good. The other thing I found funny is how mad people get when she does recipes that are kind of simple. I think we talked about the egg in the hole one time. Yes. Uh, but it's just like people are literally outraged when she posts recipes that they think that they can do without right. a recipe. That someone might not need a recipe for. Yeah. So, I mean, some of the other recipes was like her cherry limeade, the egg in the hole, like I mentioned before. And just like, I love people dunking on her so much. Like, and all the pictures of her with her recipes, like it makes me mad that I have red hair. <laughs> I do. I get mad because I'm like, fuck this bitch and her like perfectly. Like the way she styles her hair is so like matronly to me. Like she's just, she is such a trip, man. Like I know we talked about on the first Food Network episode we did about how Reed Drummond, like everything is like so gendered. Like all of her, like she's so regressive in all of her recipes. Like I made salad for the girls and steak for the boys. Yeah. It's bullshit. Yeah. It's really weird. It's total bullshit. Um, Okay. So, I just saw that and thought it was funny. Now, uh, book and TV movie recommendations. I finished watching Chernobyl. Did you finish it? I haven't finished it okay. yet. Okay. It's very good. I think you yeah. should watch it. Um, I finished it out. I watched it twice last night. <laughs> Most of the time I'm watching it twice because I have been sick this past week. And uh, I can't understand some of the uh, science. <laughs> so I have to rewatch it because I'm like, wait, what? Because <laughs> I really want to understand everything. And then right. I'll like read about it. And I'm like, God, I'm dumb. Uh, so I saw that. Now, I haven't watched this movie yet, but I really want to. And that is on Netflix called When They See Us. It is oh, a movie about yeah. the Central Park Five that I have only heard amazing things about. Right. So I'm really looking forward to watching that. I just haven't been in the mindset. I was younger when that whole story broke, so I'm like just very familiar with the whole yeah. thing. It was like really scary when that woman was attacked. Uh, no one knew what happened initially. And then just the whole fucked up series of events that led to these five innocent boys basically being charged with her attempted murder and rape. Yeah. Uh, it was definitely a big story growing yeah. up for me. Uh, so I can't wait to watch that. An interesting side effect of this movie is that one of the women who were sort of a prosecutor, I don't think she was the lead prosecutor, her name is Linda Fairstein, and she has suffered a major backlash because of this movie. Really? Yes. She uh, basically is considered responsible for coercing these confessions from these teenage boys and she was on several boards for different things she's actually also a true like a crime writer she became like a borderline successful crime writer she has like i don't know eight books i think so she has had to resign from these boards and people are having a renewed interest in what she did in that case yeah uh, now she's like in her 70s but that's kind of like an interesting sort of sidestep it's like oh you can't do that shit (laughs) like yeah you gotta you can, we need you to be legit. I mean, like, these innocent boys' lives were ruined. Right, and the, that's an interesting th- topic of conversation, I think, these coerced confessions, because yeah. a lot of people think, I would never fucking confess to something right. I didn't do. Right. But you're not really thinking long-term when you're maybe, um, you just want to get or out of there. you've been in, under police interrogation for like right. 12 hours. There is distress that can cause you to just want to get out of there yeah. and thinking... I can deny it later or whatever you're doing. Right. Or maybe like, I think, I think there's one guy who wasn't even initially, uh, charged, but he showed up to like be with his friend and then he got pulled in as well. I mean, it's a crazy case. So I, I haven't seen it yet, but I definitely plan on watching it. And I feel like if you like crime and, and this kind of stuff, if you were into making a, making a murderer, 
uh, I think this this would be a movie up your alley. I mean, alley. it's a pretty huge case. It's a pretty famous case. I think it's also just a good lesson about how how uh, the criminal justice system how works. flawed it is. Yeah. So I would definitely recommend it, even though I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. So if you're interested, check it out on Netflix. Yeah. Rachel, did you watch anything this week? Um, I finished The Walking Dead, so I'm all caught up, and I'm itching for season ten now. I actually didn't really cons- oh Black Mirror. Came okay. la- last night at midnight. I watched the first two new episodes of Black Mirror. That's one of my favorite TV shows. So I'm really sad that there's only three episodes this season because, like, I mean, like, put it right into my veins. I fucking love that show. Right. And there I was, like, a Miley Cyrus episode. Yeah, I, I haven't seen that one okay. yet. And I actually listened to a new podcast this week that I think you will probably enjoy, Desi. It's called Something Was Wrong. And it is a new podcast. And it's... Like, it's basically the story of this woman realizing her fiancé is a sociopath. And she sort of has the big reveal right before the wedding. Ooh. Yeah. That sounds good. The, and it's you know this podcast is not for everyone, but with Desi and I, who are both survivors of abuse, yeah, um, it's I think you would find it fascinating. I found it fascinating because it really it it's this very interesting profile into sort of the journey that you one goes through while they're in it. They're yeah. in this like psychologically abusive relationship. Right, like right. this isn't like a domestic abuse profile as much of a, a psychological like abuse. So, I mean, I've been in like both. Yeah. I mean, usually they both go, sometimes they can go hand in hand, which is what I was But in. I think the emotional stuff is more common because people don't think it's as yes, bad. They like, don't think it's as bad. So that's why I say it's not for everyone and it's not for everyone. So if you're expecting like some crazy thing, like, and then he shot her in the face, it's like, no, it's It's not about that. It's very subtle. And it's, it's chilling because of how common it is. And if you've been in that situation before, you might find it as fascinating as I did. Um, we did not have many, any listener questions this week, but we did have a funny story, a cute story on Facebook that someone shared. So I'm just going to, uh, tell the story. It's from Gina. She said when she was nine years old, Witches of Eastwick was filmed in a town uh, south of her in Massachusetts. This is in 1986. Her mom loved Jack Nicholson, so they waited outside his trailer to get an autograph during filming. He came out of the trailer without his sunglasses and his eyes were insanely blue and a little jacket, jacked bright sun or high hmm she said he was high he was holding a beer bottle and a cigarette he looked at me the only kid who was there and said i don't suppose i'm a very good role model for a young girl <laughs> Sorry. then went back and traded the beer cigarette for sunglasses he signed autographs i didn't even care about mine the fact that he spoke to me was like the keeper like yeah. she was thrilled i like hearing little cute stories like that yeah and i thought that was a cute one we also got a really uh Great email. I'm not going to go too much into it because there's a lot of science about insulin. Yeah. Did you read those emails? I did. It was very interesting. We have a listener who is uh, a nurse. Yeah. Or she's in that field, and she gave us a lot of uh, interesting inform- information, which is sort of based on the last case we did, the Klaus von Bülow. So she told us a lot about the insulin stuff and about how it works when you're trying to use it to lose weight and right. all the sort of ways you can use it when you actually are not diabetic. Uh, and I thought that was pretty interesting. So thank you for those emails. Yeah, thank we you did so see much. them and I enjoyed reading them. We also got another, a few other emails, listener emails this week. I'm going to get back to those, uh, right. the other people who sent us emails this week. So hold tight. I saw your emails. Yeah. Everyone's like, Very emails sweet. are so sweet. Yeah. 
Now let's get into what we ate. Rachel, I was very stressed and sick this week. We know this. (laughs) Yesterday, Rachel, I picked up Rachel. We had to go to a meeting together. And she looked in my car and she said, I'm going to dunk on you. You never dunked on me, did you? I, I need to post it tonight. Okay. In my car was both... Taco Bell and Del Taco garbage. (laughs) (laughs) I caught you red-handed. I was caught red-handed. Believe me, I kept thinking that I was going to throw it out, but I was so sick. Not until I I got in the car. Two bags stuffed in the little cubby hole on the door, (laughs) very visibly. Taco Bell and Del Taco. I knew what they were right away, Desi. And let me tell you. I, I was very sick, but I was hungry, but I wasn't eating. And I, so sometimes if I had to leave my house, I would pull into a Taco Bell or Del Taco, get a few tacos. I uh, like the Doritos Taco Loco at <laughs> Del Taco Bell, which I invented over 15 years ago, by the way. <laughs> I'm not going to sue. Uh, and then my new thing at Del Taco, which just moved into my neighborhood, which I love, is this queso crunch taco. Oh, my God. It's so good. And I have to have. I, I have need, to have that queso I crunch need taco. It tonight. It's so good. Now... The other thing I did last night was I ordered um, a pepperoni pizza for the uh, Chernobyl finale. <laughs> <laughs> like I had, I had a sad moment on Sunday night. I was very sick. I got some sad snacks like saltines, ginger ale, that kind of sick fucking food. Set up my snacks, lounged on my com- sofa where you're literally almost dead. Turned on my TV to watch the Chernobyl finale, and it was not on Sunday night. It was Monday night. And that was a devastating moment for me, and I watched older episodes of Chernobyl. And then I, I was prepared with the pizza the next right. time. You were I got ready. it. I was ready. So uh, that's what I ate this week. Also, I would like to talk about our devastating Postmates order oh. the other day where they sent us the wrong order. We got someone else's order. And luckily... I did get a baked potato out of it. That was sort of the highlight. And you liked the wrap that you got. I did like the wrap that I got. Um, I had ordered buffalo chicken tenders. As I want to do, when I'm not eating a lot because I'm sick, when I do eat, I tend to go fucking hog wild. Right. I'm like, I need to get a lot of calories in this sitting to make right. up for the rest of the day. And I don't feel too guilty about it. So I had ordered um, buffalo chicken tenders, which I like. I yeah. love those kind of things. Yeah. And they sent me a Caesar salad fried chicken wrap, which was quite good. Like, I would order it again. I loved yeah. it. And then I got a baked potato, which was also kind of like, you know me. Baked potatoes. <laughs> no, no baked potato today. No yes, baked, baked potato. potato. I got the baked potato, and it had all the fixings. I know. Like if I, what if it was a dry? If it was dry, it, I would have been sad. It's like right. if I had no sour cream, no butter. This had sour cream, butter, bacon bits. Chives. It had uh, shredded cheese, which I did not use. It wasn't even bacon bits. It was like chopped up bacon. It was chopped up chunks of bacon. So I ate the fuck out of that like yeah. to the skin. Yeah, I fucking I cleaned that shit out. Yeah. So, and then Rachel kind of got what she wanted. I kind of got what I wanted. But I it was still depressing because I had to share with Brendan, which well, I didn't Brendan, They didn't bring Brendan's there was at two, all. It was no, there was two orders only. And so I gave Brendan half of my um, sandwich and we gave him a cup of mac and cheese we had. So it kind of worked out. But yeah. it was, Rachel was literally almost in tears. Well, I. Had, <laughs> <laughs> was, look, I get it because when we're hungry, it is deeply disturbing and depressing to not have food. Yeah. Because you like, well, now what are we going to do? Right. Luckily, we did have food. So it wasn't like complete trauma, but it was close. Crisis was averted, but it was was a close call. Did you eat anything interesting this week without telling me? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) First of all, Desi, I would never do that to you. I would never not 
I would never withhold information about the kind of food I ate this week. <laughs> and you know what, Desi? I didn't eat anything interesting this week. Okay. Although good. I tried. you were on a diet or something or I'm trying just, to be healthy. I'm just eating better now. I'm cooking at right. home again. I'm just like not yeah. ordering out so much. Yeah. I'm just trying to get back into like a better, less sugar, less processed, just more like. Right. I do have some key lime pie waiting for me when I get Ooh. home. <laughs> because here's another hot tip, ladies and gents. Uh, the key lime pie at Trader Joe's is really good. Really? Yeah, it's in the freezer case, so you have to let it thaw out a bit. But it's so, fucking... So you have it waiting on the counter for I've you? I've already taken it out. So when I get home, <laughs> and I got it. a can of whipped cream, I'm just saying. Because I'm going to start my diet tomorrow, and I was like, I need one good sweet before I end this. I was never that big of a fan of key lime pie until I made... A homemade key lime pie, Martha Stewart's recipe for our old podcast. Old podcast. Do you remember those? I love that key lime pie recipe. I want to get that it specific one because so, it's really like lime curd. It's really like lime curd. It's not like creamy filling. It's like a curd filling and then just with like fresh whipped cream on top yeah, and lime it's zest. It's really good. Yeah, it's so but good. This, this Trader Joe's key lime pie is quite good. Like, yeah. I recommend it. If you like key lime pie, it's delicious. I mean, Trader Joe's like just like has so many hits. It has a lot of hits, and they I'm going to tell you about them when I have one. I'm going to give you a full report on we my Trader Joe's We should have, like, signs. our personal <laughs> Desi and Rachel Trader Joe's list. I am starting – I have my website that I've been trying to start, and I just haven't had a chance. So then you can contribute to that website right. where we will be re- reviewing Trader Joe's items yeah. as part of the idea. <laughs> yeah. I'll get to – I'll tell you guys about it one day when it's up and ready. It's, oh, uh, wait. What's the name of this episode? This episode – oh, Okay. I told you <laughs> early on that I had a really stupid uh, episode name for this episode. And, and you couldn't stop fucking laughing to yourself I'm about laughing because, first of all, I'm not a wordplay pun girl. Yeah. So the fact that it's even in that realm is ridiculous. It's remarkable. So my uh, episode name idea, because we try to come up with a little cute name. I don't know if you've appreciated that. <laughs> we do try. Uh, the, the episode name for this one I had, which uh, who knows, will we use it? We don't know, is Leslie Van Not Out. <laughs> Tessie. Tessie. Okay, fine. We'll use it. It's cute. Yeah. We don't have to use it. I mean, maybe we won't come up with anything. I mean, that's fine. It's, she's not Van She's Van Not Out. And we will... <laughs> I'm sorry. It's so dumb. It's very dumb. Believe me, I'm fucking deeply ashamed. I'm more ashamed of this than, like, actual shameful things I've done. <laughs> Um, so anything else, Rachel? Um, no, not really. I'm thinking about, um, ordering something bad later. Okay. I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. Cool. Thank you guys. Bye. Bye.